0: Welcome to the Soul Power podcast with Stephanie Z, where we talk all things faith, love, and healing. I'm so excited to have you as part of our extended family, and I really look forward to meeting you in person soon.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness.
0: I was like, I need to...
1: this is the queen oh my goodness the queen welcome
0: Welcome to the soul power podcast with myself stephanie z and we have the amazing guest enna bezu on today fam oh my goodness for magic mondays We've just been having a bit of a lull over here and Anna's just been doing some (laughs) singing scales. Like to give everyone a go.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, let's go. Okay, ready? (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. You know what? You should be the one taking this away with the singing scales. Like I should be the student right now, but here I am, the audacity. My voice is not worth listening to. But anyway, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh I'm excited for the conversation <laughs> we're about to have.
0: Everyone's probably like, what am I about to listen to? <laughs> well, this is the thing. You have both both beautiful souls, Anna and Steph here, fam. We have no idea where this conversation is about to go. We kind of have an idea. And we know it's going to be juicy and it's going to be delicious. But before we get into it, what I would love... To actually ask from you, my love, what is your intention for this?
1: I love this. Uh, To trust, to trust in my power, to trust in your power, to trust in the combination of our power, the synergy that comes when our worlds collide, and we co-create something that's even better than we could ever like logically comprehend. So my intention is to just show up and trust and have a good time.
0: (laughs) My intention I receive all of that and I amplify all of that Mm. Um, my intention is for oh this is interesting for some information to channel through us that we were like where did that just even come from that is like Mm. just so heart-centered that you know if you're listening right now that it like pierces the heart pierces the soul and you're like that
1: was for me. I love this. Yes. I love that so much. I feel it in my bones. I have chills actually. (sighs) So good.
0: Oh my goodness. My love. So I obviously wanted to have you on this podcast. I know it's been a few weeks since we've been speaking about this. I just love you so much as a soul. I love you as obviously I'm in your world as one of your clients at the moment. You're mentoring me with some things at the moment. Uh, We've known each other personally since like 2016 i think it is. I'm like, wow. "Oh my goodness." Crazy. Uh, and we have grown and evolved so much as as women, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as all the things. We've been through so much. And I guess I would just love for you to share like a little bit about your journey and I guess oh gosh, like yeah. how you even got to being here.
1: Woof. I mean, if only Steph and Anna from 2016 could watch us right now, they'd be like, "Who are these women?" Oh, my gosh. One thing about both Steph and I way back then, though, was we still had the audacity to think that we could create a life of our wildest dreams. We didn't know how, but we eventually (laughs) figured it out. And I I love that. I love that we kind of had this kindred soul connection where we looked into, into each other's eyes and we're like, you feel like home. You feel familiar. You feel exciting to be around. And yeah, I'm just I'm really proud of that version of us for continuing to take the leaps of faith that has led us to where we are today. Like mm. she did so good. I'm just tapping tapping my back If for those who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, my journey has really centered on this premise that like the knowing that there was something so much more to tap into and to give to the world and to be. Like I just knew it. And the, the version of me that was – and, you know at times still is was not congruent to my inner truth mm. and like i didn't really have many role models to demonstrate that i was very much like grew up my mom and dad were my dad's a doctor my mom's an accountant very conservative we i was born in india grew up in new zealand so people around me were very much by books And I was just this little disruptor when I was growing up. I wasn't confident. I wasn't a confident disruptor, but I was a disruptor in the sense that I would ask these curious questions about the world and like why we do what we do and why we're here and what what all of this means. And I remember at 12 years old, I connected to The Secret, the book, The Manifestation Book, The Secret, reading this. And my parents legit thought I was an alien. They're like, I don't know where she gets this stuff from, but like, okay, And I always remember because I grew up being quite new, I was always the new kid. I was moving eight different times growing up. I always just had this fascination with humans and human behavior and like why certain people were more popular than others and why people were like the way they were in certain social dynamics. And I was just the lurker on the outside being like, I didn't have many friends. I didn't really have much of a, you know, social community. And I think that drove me to both have an appreciation for the people on the outside Mm -hmm. and a desire to bring us all together and create something magnificent and magical and create communities for the people who never quite felt like they belonged. Mm -hmm. I didn't know all of this along the journey, but I kind Mm -hmm. of piece it together now and I can see the puzzle puzzle pieces all coming together. And I'm like, Oh, Mm -hmm. this has led me to where I am today. Um, And I was in a journey where I kind of lost myself in high school. And I think that's a kind of a typical narrative because, well, quite frankly, I wanted to be like the other kids. The other kids weren't at home reading personal development books. They were out partying and kissing boys. I was like, okay, I wanna do that. But it never felt like me. And that feeling carried on in university. And then in my first major relationship where I was with someone for five and a half years And I did this beautiful thing that a lot of us do to to create safety, which is pretzel myself to meet the expectation of what that person wanted of me. Mm -hmm. And what that person wanted of me was just to, you know, like go to like the bar with him on a Friday night and, you know, just the things that are really beautiful. But for me, like they weren't the thing that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have deep, meaningful conversation. And I just kind of suppressed that part of me. 2017 happened I met you around the similar time and I reconnected to this part of me that I had suppressed for what like 10 years plus which was that part of me that had a curiosity about why humans do what they do Mm -hmm. what is the reason that we're all on this earth that led me to investing in my first personal development event Tony Robbins and then shortly thereafter, I was like, oh, what is this? This is amazing. And I realized just how much power <laughs> I had suppressed within me. And after that, actually, I got I got back to work. I was really, really shy at work, very anxious. Typically, I walked in and I was just like, good morning, everybody. And everyone was like, who is this woman? Like, what is going on? And up until that point, I was so terrified of being seen that whenever I would get on a call and my, my job at the time was all phone based, mm. I would go into another room and have a conversation there because I was so nervous and so shy <sighs> And after this event, I came back in and then I jumped on the phones and I was like prancing around the office being like, da, 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 and everyone was like, what the hell has gotten into you? And I was like, you know what? This is who I am. And shortly thereafter, I got um, promoted and I was leading a team of, I think, 20 humans around the world. <clears throat> And that sort of kicked off that personal development journey and desire for more investments. And I got a coach, I think I was 22, paid him $5,000, which was just crazy money to me. I was like, what? And yet I did it. And that continued this journey of discovery and recognizing who I really was and how much BS, quite frankly, stories I had fed myself and truly believed that I was. And he helped me wake up and he's, you know, started that process. And so that's sort of the origin story. I then kind of went on a journey and realized that the relationship wasn't quite like aligned to my soul desires. And it took every ounce of my courage to leave that relationship because at the time there was so much safety. There was so much familiarity in that. But I had to take a leap of faith and back myself that I was going to be okay. Mm. So I did that. Um. I then left my job and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure it out, started my business. And, you know, two years or like two two or three years later, I discovered the world of coaching, became a coach and have been a coach for about two years now, two and a half, three years. So what even is time? Something <laughs> like that, right? And all of it is really culminated in me really recognizing that most of us walk around with not even a comprehension of, of who we really are or the level of power we can have. We walk around actually operating at about 2%. And I say that all the time. I'm like, you're operating at 2%. And cause I have those conversations with myself. And so my job now exists in the world of helping remember, helping women and men remember their power, reclaim the power from the sources that they've given it to outside of them, so that they can reconnect to their truth and remember how exciting, magnificent and glorious their existence is. Mm -hmm. And that it's not about chasing an outcome and going on to the next thing, but it's actually remembering that now is all you need and you have always been enough. And, you know, I'm still discovering so much about that. It's a continuous journey, you know, as a coach that the work never stops. I think we get paid ultimately to be so invested in our own growth and development so if anyone knows me personally they know oh Anna's transformed again and who Anna was about a month ago is a very different version of who she is today because I'm you know really devoted to my own personal growth and journey and it's constant and never-ending mm-hmm. so that was a really long story I hope you <laughs> I hope it's you um, enjoyed that thank you for for asking that
0: I feel like it's so important, though, um, to share, like you know, like where where you started, and you know, like you have been on the journey since you know 2017.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: invest in yourself, um, and you know, I think that that's the biggest thing. Is I, you know, this is interesting. This download's coming through, but obviously, maybe someone needs to hear this. But I think sometimes we have this perception. I think there's two different perceptions that we can have. Is like that we think that it'll come easy, you know, that just like it's never going to be hard or it's never going to be scary or we're never going to feel fear or anything like that. Mm. And it's like, it's just not reality. It's like we, as we grow though, we get more courageous. We become more brave and our steps actually get greater and the risk gets greater and the fear actually gets greater. But it's like, if Mm. we are not able to overcome the smaller steps earlier on, it's like we can't take these these bigger leaps and we can't hold. It's very interesting because I feel like on your journey and at all different stages you have perceptions around people and yourself and what you think you can hold and handle and we often talk a lot about being able to hold, you know, and I know we've spoken about this a bit recently around being able to hold disappointment and and sadness Mm. and frustration and being able to hold like love and compassion and joy and all the things and sometimes we, you know, when we are starting out on our journey, we we were like, oh, I could do that. I could hold that. And until you're actually in the, the space, you're like, whoa, mm.
1: I was not able
0: to hold that energy or that frequency. <laughs> like just so logically funny. you think, but it, you just have no idea. And the reason that we are given what we're given from the divine or from God in the universe, it's like we're not shown all of the steps and all of the doors straight away because we have free will and we we have mm-hmm. to choose when we want to step through a door and we are then tested. And then when we are tested, we either evolve to the next door or the next step, as I say. And then mm-hmm. it's completely up to us if we choose to move forward. And, and I call it like the, I've been talking about the metaphor of the rocket ship. Yes. Of like, you know, when you're starting on your, any any journey, it's like you fuel you fuel mm. up by listening to podcasts like this. You fuel up by attending a masterclass. You fuel up by going to an event. You fuel up by um, go, listening to a webinar or whatever it might be. And it's like we fuel up with inspiration and we fuel up with optimism and we fuel up with hope and we fill up with faith and like this feeling of, yes, I can do it. Mm. But then the go button is there and it's like we feel all of this stuff inside to press the go button and then so many of us stop ourselves, but it's like the go button is the ignition of the rocket, which catapults you into that next realm. And it does take courage and it does require trust. And it's and every level requires a different version of you. And the, mm-hmm. the piece that I would love to for us to talk about today, and it's two to two p.m. I love, oh, that. I love it. Um is sorry, happy, he wants his little, he's been chewing, he's been chewing this little. Thing. Give the
1: dog what he needs. <laughs> give that the dog what he needs. Yes.
0: He's, um, we'll have. We'll give it to him after. I was like, I'm like hearing <laughs> it in the background. I'm like, I hope no one can hear this chewing. And I was like, give it to me. This is this is real life, fam. This is real life. So the piece that I would love to share and like for us to talk about is, you know, the journey of us really evolving. You know, and I feel like we're continuing to evolve mm. into these women and goddesses and the divine feminine our queen you know archetype and that's been a journey mm. And I feel like the world um, and I would love to get your perspective on this but I do feel like when I started out my journey in hindsight when I look back now I realized that I actually even though I was successful even though I was contributing even though I was coming from service and impacting there was an element of woundedness of like in my feminine and masculine, you know, and many of you have heard me talk about the polarity of the masculine and feminine energy, but a lot of that was actually built from a wounded place. Mm -hmm. And some people, you know, never grow beyond that. Some people just stay in their businesses and and companies building from that place. Mm -hmm. But for me as a feminine and and desiring to step more into my femininity and my beingness, I burnt out and became exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so I desired to step more into the the feminine aspect and the feminine paradigm. And the world is definitely having a shift. And I believe at the moment we have two paradigms going on. We have the masculine paradigm, which is very just focused on action and doing and all the things. And we are also stepping in more to the feminine paradigm, which is a lot more around understanding energetics and the quantum field and all of these parts, um, which requires us to believe in things that we cannot see. And there's a lot Mm. more to that. And they can coexist together, which is what is happening. <clears throat> and you have a choice which one you choose. So mm-hmm. what is your take on all of, all of that, I guess?
1: Oof, I mean, so much. I love this. And I love, yeah, I've really witnessed your journey in your softening <clears throat> of your core or like the deconditioning of the masks. Because ultimately, we live in a patriarchal society. We are geared and hardwired to go towards striving, accomplishing, accomplishing to have these masculine traits. And quite frankly, it's not been safe up until this point or up until very, very recently historically to be in our feminine because we would be criticized, castrated, you know, like killed, you know, in some places. So it's been like inherently dangerous for us to exist in the feminine. And so for me, it's actually about the journey is about creating safety for me to not press the button that the world is asking me to press, which is you need a hustle, you need to strive, you need to keep running, and you're not good enough unless you have millions in the, back, in the bank. That is a, is a frame of, of operating, which does serve a lot of people in getting success. Yes. But does it get the fulfillment? I would, in my experience, say no. The reason that I said that is because I, you know, you and I both operate in this frame of just get to the outcome, run, run, run. You know, we're not, we're not going to be happy until we, we arrive. And then you arrive and there's an emptiness. And that's what, what really comes from having that wounded core. Mm. And a lot of these really famous, successful Business people are operating from the wounded core and see how much they can accomplish. It's amazing. But you're right. Like there is an awakening now of like, you know what? All the money in the world doesn't make me happy. And there's now the shift towards the recognition that perhaps we can have space for more of this empathetic, nurturing, slow way of being that isn't about the doing, it's more about the being. Mm-hmm. and I think that's what we're connecting into, and it's hard, like I just want to really say mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought I was in my feminine for the first few years in my business, but I wasn't because it was still attached to outcome, and it still wasn't from that frame of who am I being, what is my intention, who am I... Here to serve, and how do I show up as that version of myself? It was very much like, I just need to get to this, and then I'll be that. So, as far as business women go, like, I just want to say, like, fair enough, you feel the need to strive and accomplish and tick the boxes and do all of the things you've been conditioned to do it. And fair enough, you don't know how not to do that because there's not enough role models. And fair enough that all of this is happening because probably you were reinforced that it was got you were going to have approval and validation and love from either mom or dad or someone significant in your life if you did that. So it's not actually about making any of the masculine wrong. It's just going, okay, like I've done that. I've mastered it. I've done that really. I know how to do that. I can do with my eyes closed. I know how to do. It's never a deficit of that. It's it's a deficit of, am I actually enjoying myself? Am I actually giving myself the grace to savor my success? Savor success being like, I'm alive today. That's a success. Can I enjoy and be joyful for what God universe has given me in this now moment? And can we have more space and compassion for us operating in that frame And just the trust that needs to kind of be built around it being okay that if I'm in my feminine, because this is the other side of it, in my feminine, I'll probably be judged. I'll probably have people project onto me that I shouldn't be like this. What do you mean you're not working and you're going to take care of yourself today? Like what? Like that doesn't compute to most of society. So in my experience, being in my feminine, you are met with a lot of judgment. And that's okay, because it's actually got nothing to do with you. It's not personal. It's entirely societal projections of what success should look like. Mm. And so the journey, I suppose, is really sitting with yourself and asking yourself, like, who is this what I want? Is life the way that I choose it to be? Like, Is this what I really am so lit up by? And if the answer is anything other than yes, then there's there's the space to explore. And I know with the work that I do, I work with both men and women, and I hope non-binary at some point in the future, though not quite yet, um, that all of us have a deficit in the feminine energy, meaning all of us feel the need to continue accomplishing and striving. And so every single one of us, no matter what um, gender you are, can do with more of this connection to our feminine. And if you're experiencing sort of the same issues, burnout, adrenal fatigue, you know, frustration with certain things, you're kind of experiencing the same patterning, that's an opportunity to inquire within, am I imbalanced in my masculine and feminine? Probably the answer is yes. And if the answer is yes, like great, like we can do something about it. There are some really powerful, beautiful women and men who are doing this work, this needed work in the world. You know, Steph, you're you're leading the, the movement and you're helping people opt out of that masculine frame paradigm. Mm. I'm doing the same. And again, this is not to wrong masculinity because you're right. There needs to be in a coexistence of the feminine and the masculine. And we can't just be all day, every day and just be like, ah, life is amazing. There needs to be, you know, Accomplish, you know action in the real world but what I how I sort of frame it is who are you choosing to be and then from that space you do usually though it's like I just need to do and then I'll get mm-hmm. to it's it's usually flipped yeah, you the, gonna say something. yeah yeah
0: there was like I'm like oh there's something you see <laughs> that I want to add and I, yes. I'm getting a download because I feel like there is a little bit of a miss what's the word I'm looking for here perception around that masculinity Mm -hmm. is bad and it's like that's not at all what we were saying you actually absolutely whether you're male or female need both feminine and masculine energy within you but it's like like Anna said like who are you choosing to be for me I desire to be with the king I desire to be with a masculine man and for a masculine man who is embodied in his femininity like his feminine energy he would also be able to hold space and he would also be able to listen to you and hear mm. you and you know n- you know be there for you if you were upset rather than being like suck it up princess you know come on what are you crying for like that's the wounded masculine so it's like mm-hmm. depending on what you desire in life like I desire that relationship that's what I desire to be in a divine feminine divine masculine relationship some people don't care about that but that's what I desire mm-hmm. so it's like there's certain things that then will come into your field that will help you to go down you know and it's not always the end goal you get straight away. It's like the steps leading to it. But it's like, you know, this is something that I talk about a lot in Vibe. And you were sort of touching on it in a way. And I know, Anna, you're all about like, who are you being? And I always mm. say, like, it's you go inwards first. It's like you go inwards and you connect to the heart first, mm. self. Then you connect to source, whether that is God or Buddha or Allah or the universe, whatever you believe in. I know that many of you believe in different things, but whatever you believe in. I always say, if you believe in something that is greater than you, I think that's Mm. amazing. And then from that place, then, then when you're in alignment internally, and this is something that, you know, we all need to come back to over and over and over again, but it's like, then you have the ideas, like you have the inspiration when you're in alignment internally, you'll get the ideas, which comes from the mental body. And then you take the action as a physical being it's like the world's back the front the world's constantly Mm. trying to take action like what you were saying just you know what's the thought what's the idea take the action and then wondering why you're burning out wondering why you're not fulfilled because it's not necessarily even you know I had to learn this the hard way and I wouldn't say it's a hard way I would say everything is perfect but there were some you know programs along my journey that I joined um that I realized was coming from more of my wounded masculine, my wounded feminine mm. of external things that I desired, which is there's nothing wrong with mm. wanting wealth or anything like that as a byproduct of what you do. I believe that, you know, we are paid in proportion to the value that we add to people's lives. Um, but I feel like I was losing my own inner voice. Like I, I, I describe it like you kind of jump on someone else's train. Mm. And, you know, they've created a specific world. It depends if, you, you've, if you're if you doing strategy with someone or internal world, like, you know, I'm talking more in the strategy sense, but I realized I had grown so much and learned so much. But then where I was going, I was like, oh, this was great when I was starting out. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I realized I was like, oh, this is actually taking me off down a track that I was like, whoops, I've just kind of been on auto- autopilot. Yeah. And so I had to really check in with myself and I had to go inwards and really tune into my soul And listen to my own heart and be like, what what is the whispers of my heart? Like, what is my soul and my higher self guiding me to do? And sometimes the thing is, fam, is like it doesn't make sense. And you may have not done it before. And again, a lot of the time we as the human want evidence. This is talking about quantum field here, but in certain fields that you're in with the quantum field, you will want evidence because that equals certainty. Mm. But as you want to evolve, you you go into like another, you know, quantum field of like possibility. Mm -hmm. And that requires you to believe in something that you can't see. And, you know, you have to be ready for that. You have to have done the inner work for that. And it's, you know, again, depending on the journey and where you're at, if you desire to step further and further into that, there's so many parts to this that we could, you know,
1: go into. Totally. <clears throat> the one thing that I would say, um, as you mentioned, is that we, we do have it backwards as a society. Hmm. We kind of enact the mind, the mind thinks about it, and then our body <clears throat> chooses what we should do, right? And, you know, we look at the Indigenous peoples of Australia and how they operated was very much bottom up where it's like intuitively they're connecting to the land, they're asking her what she needs, and that is how you know their wisdom is, has been able to s- sustain our earth for millions and millions of years, whereas now you can see how our earth is, is suffering because of how we're choosing to operate. So that's actually the global level of impact and the suffering that this kind of masculine frame is is creating for us. So there is an opportunity for us, and we've experienced it with the Indigenous peoples. that going intuition and choosing to lead from an intuition standpoint, there's so much wisdom in that. Mm -hmm. And it's not just safe, but it's actually for the betterment of everybody involved. And I think, again, we don't have enough evidence of that because a lot of people who have a lot of companies who are, you know, operating in the world have success. And therefore, we just go, oh, maybe that's what I should do. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like I'm, me and Steph, Steph and I choosing to be part of this movement where we're helping people remember that there is another way. And that this narrative of getting to the success and getting to the outcome, it's a very limiting And it's almost an entrapping, it's a prison that you operate in where it's like, Mm. even when you get there, you're still going to feel empty. No, thank you. I don't want that. And so it was this year that I really decided like with business stuff, it's not going to be at any point at the sacrifice of my joy. And I chose that for a really long time. I chose, I'm just going to sacrifice me. I'm going to make sure my customers are amazing. My clients are amazing. All the work that I do is amazing, but it doesn't matter about me. I'm just just got to get it done. And I was like, oh, why is this so hard and heavy? And it's so ironic when I'm the happiest and most joyful and almost the most leaned back. And I'm not necessarily doing very much, but I'm just really in my essence. And then coming from that space, like I am now where I'm feeling super inspired and connected and the words are just flowing from me. That ironically is where the best results for me have come from. And so I'm like, okay, I'm slowly starting to build the the evidence and still even then my default is to go into my masculine because again, it's safe. Again, it's what I was taught as a little girl that was going to get my mom and dad's approval. So for me, it's still really like, okay, I, it's, it's okay that I went back into the default. It's okay that I went into that conditioning and can I make space for It not being wrong for me, not having judgment towards myself, but just being like, fair enough. I love you anyway. And even if you choose to be in that world or go back into the default again and again and again for the next 50 years, I'm not going to get mad. And that's challenging at times, but the commitment that I have to myself is I'm not here for conditional love. I'm choosing to love myself irrespective of what quote unquote mistakes, missteps, you know, wrong things that I do, like though there's nothing wrong ever that we do, we just take an action and we get our feedback. But no matter how uh, against the intention that I set for myself, I have and and like the actions that I take, no matter how much I do against that, I'm still going to be okay. Mm. I'm still going to be compassionate and kind and loving because again, conditional love is also a prison, Conditional love means you'll have conditional confidence. When business is doing well, then I'll be, I'll be good. I'll be happy. I'll be doing, I'll be out in the world. But the moment that dips, the moment I wobble, I'm going to isolate. I'm going to go into a shame spiral. I'm going to think I'm the worst person in the world. I'm going to push everybody away and I'm going to punish myself. And actually one of my coaches said to me the other day, because I was getting into a bit of the shame spiral, is that Anna? When you isolate yourself, you're punishing yourself. And I'm like, yeah, totally. Because I think I'm a burden. And I, I don't want to be. A, I don't want to feel like that. Mm. And she's like, but you realize you're also punishing others because of your lack of presence. I was like, oh wow. Mm. I think mean, that's an important takeaway. Is that mm. we make it so much harder for ourselves. Mm. And it's actually it's choosing to love all of us even the ugly, even the disempowered, even the parts of us that we think aren't worthy of being seen, that's when we deserve to be seen the most. And so my journey right now is showing up in my femininity and being okay to be that way, but also showing up in my lack of perfection. Because I also want people to know I'm very much not perfect. I'm very much on the journey and I'm figuring it out, you know, and I make a lot of mistakes and I get it wrong. And, but all of that is what, Allows me to then grow and evolve and lead myself to the next evolution of Anna, where if I didn't have those mistakes, I would not be aware of where I'm still not free. And so the journey for me now is just having the space for all of me, not just parts of me, not just some of me, the the parts of me that are really great to have around, like the parts of me that are, you know, the go getter and accomplish all the things, but also the parts of me that are scared and deathly afraid of rejection and just want to get it right. Just part of me that wants to be loved by everybody and the part of me that fears that people are going to figure her out and realize, oh, she's actually a terrible person. Like I am choosing to love all of me in all of it because that's what makes me a human being. And I realize the more that I share my truth, my all of it, not just the perfectly manufactured stuff, the more people go oh wow thank you like you gave me permission to love parts of me that I didn't I haven't loved and that's what I'm choosing to be in the world so oh I love it (laughs) there's so many
0: pieces that are coming to my heart right now around this I feel like the the shame, you know, spiral of the cycle that you're talking about, like when you were mm. saying that in the isolating, I'm like, yep, run that pattern. Like there's mm. really like, lots of things. I was like, yes, I've done that, done that. Yeah. And I, I also realized, you, I forget what they were saying around, there's like a, a saying around spirituality. It's like, you know, when you, I do feel like it, it is a part of the journey sometimes that you do go through this period of
1: dark night of, of the soul.
0: Yeah, dark night of the soul, but also like a retreating. It's kind of like you're trying to work out how to hold your energy around people that Maybe bring your energy down. And so you don't know how to like hold it yet around Mm. people without it dropping. So you kind of go inwards and you're like, I'm just not going to spend time with any neg vibes. (laughs) It's (laughs) going to be on my own. And then you're like, doesn't feel good either. No, yeah. Then you eventually start (laughs) going out into the world and you're like, oh, and then, oh, I've dropped it today. I'll go back in. Oh, I can hold it. It's like this dance. Yeah. It's like, you know, and talking about this piece of shame just for a moment, it's like, Mm. like, you know when when i when I first started the journey, and there's people in my family that I've had conversations with that you know someone I love very dearly that's just very like, "Oh, my no, like, everything's all good. Mm. Oh, fine." And yeah. it's just like, you know, and everyone's allowed to be on their own journey. But I realize, and I'd say if you're listening right now, that's probably not you, but maybe you were there once you have no idea. It's like an onion. It's like, as you peel a layer and you peel another layer and you peel another layer and it's like, and then you start having so much more awareness because you're so in tune with your mind, body, heart, and soul. You start realizing these pieces. Whereas before we were just on autopilot, just in the mind, Mm -hmm. disconnected from feelings, not hearing downloads. Like I have so many clients that come into my world that are like, I know what you mean now about downloads. Oh, <laughs> wow. They had so much chatter yeah. in their mind before and they were so disconnected. They were just, you know, focused externally on blaming or complaining or these things that it's like now, now they're in tune. Now they can hear these like divine whispers and they're like, "Wow." Mm-hmm. And that's that's the the journey that we are on and yeah, I guess that's something mm-hmm. I probably want to share.
1: Yeah, and it's it's <clears throat> the building of this self-awareness is such an important part of the journey that also is very uncomfortable, which is, wow, I thought life was so good and I was always good and everything was fine, but it was because I wasn't completely honest with myself or I wasn't aware of how to look further within. And that's why it's important, like initially when we're on our journey to like get ourselves into situations with people who are able to reflect things that we are yet to see within ourselves mm. because again the the prison of I mean the pattern of everything's fine it's all good da 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 it's all very much of the mind and it's very much an imprisonment because you're right you cut off your your ability to feel and so that means you cut off both sides the bad but also the good the the really joyous happy stuff and For me, that's why emotional intelligence work is really important because ultimately you want to understand and have familiarity and a relationship with your emotions. You don't want your emotions to dictate you. And I think a lot of us do run on autopilot because again, it's so safe. It's so just, we can we can just exist in our mind and not have to worry and not open ourselves up to like what might we discover if we look within. And often when we do look within, it's a scary place initially. And that's why initially, when you're on that journey, always like having someone to guide you is really powerful. And then what I found in the journey is you kind of go on that when you you're in these structures, you're with people who are guiding you, and then you realize. I'm now going to trust myself and I'm going to go within and not feel like I need to just follow somebody else, but I'm going to really trust and see what I can discover on my own. And that's, that's a whole nother thing, but yes, the emotional intelligence, self-awareness work is so powerful because, you know, even reflecting on my journey in 2017, it was hilarious how. I was felt so separate to everybody in that room where I was like, Oh, these people like really need help, but like my life's good. And I've got my shit together. And I was just, I was just not aware. Like God bless that naive version of me. And it was, again, it was my way of creating safety of being like, Oh, I'm good. I have no problems. I'm positive. I'm bubbly. I'm happy. And You know, the deeper part of that reason is I have this thing called golden child syndrome. It's not a disease, but it's this thing where you grow up, you are the child that often gets a lot of awards, does really well in in sport, gets good grades. And mom and dad kind of had this unspoken or sometimes spoken expectation of you to continue upholding that really high standard. And so usually golden children have a lot of perfectionism. They're often quite successful, though, but at the detriment of themselves. They're really good at like just giving to everyone around them and like doing everything, but they're like, they're, they're actually just like, oh, so not miserable. I don't think miserable is the right word, but just feeling like exhausted and drained because they're just pushing and they're giving to everybody else. And so that's what I really had because to me, presenting that I had a problem was going to worry my mum and dad. And if I worried my mum and dad, then that would make me feel bad and guilty and this and that. So I just created the shield where I was always good and everything's fine and we often take a lot of responsibility for everybody else we take so much responsibility and yeah it's just a heavy heavy weight to carry and so learning and seeing that was really liberating for me and it's still a thing that I kind of have to catch myself where I'm like, oh, I'm going into that golden child where I just want to make everyone happy around me and I'm just going to be perfect and shiny when actually I'm so fucking tired and I am I need a break and I feel like crying. I don't know what I'm doing. So it's actually just giving ourselves the space to be the human part of us. And so, yeah, self-awareness, golden child, emotional intelligence, so There's so much in all of that, but I, I feel like that conveyed the message. (laughs) Yeah. When you were saying that I had my finger out, you probably saw it. No one would have been
0: able to see, but I was like, that was me. I was like exactly the same, but interestingly enough, mine was to get, you know, to get love from my emotionally unavailable dad at the time. Yes. It was, and to get attention from my mom, like they worked so much. And that was the way I got attention. And that was the way I got love. Um, The piece I wanted to actually share that you were touching on is, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about like, you know, the golden child and like Mm. when we're coming from a place of like misperfection and we're successful, but it's like, then there's a mismatch that's going on internally. And I feel like the, the last piece that I want to share with everyone here is, you know, it's about not making ourselves wrong when we are, you know, feeling disappointed or when we are feeling sad or when we're overwhelmed. Or when we're not, you know, I used to always associate myself to high vibe, joyful, you know, loving Steph, who's being of service that when I wasn't being that person, it was like, I made it so wrong. And then Mm. I realized as I went on this journey that I was like, I am like totally, you know, disassociated and totally disappointed and totally disconnected from a whole half of myself. Like I was like, I am rejecting like the plague when I'm in sadness, when I'm in disappointment, when I'm in frustration and, you know, it took a like we call it our shadow self. Like it took me a while to really like accept that part of myself and to dance with that part of myself. And I feel like, again, that's like a whole nother layer um, of understanding emotional intelligence and energetics and, and that piece. But yeah, like that was a wild journey for me. Yeah.
1: And I really relate to that journey I have gone on that journey a few times and I think it's sort of you kind of have to go around the mountain a couple of times before you realize like what actually is the way Mm. and one thing that really became clear for me is the level of judgment that I had toward myself because of golden child the perfectionist part of me the part of me that really desired to be successful and my best self but what Deeper than that, the the part of me that judged wasn't just judging, it was making right and wrong. And often when I was successful and happy and business was good, I was right. So that was my safe space. Mm -hmm. But the moment that I wasn't feeling good, I was wrong. And what came along with being, what came with being wrong was an immense level of shame. And again, the isolation and the the distancing and it's almost like like separating myself and seeing a lot of separation between me and others and so for me i had to continually check in with myself of am i making myself wrong because when you're operating in the paradigm of right and wrong it's a zero sum game mm. meaning you're never going to win like it's still you can be right but you're not happy mm. and so I had to continually just nurture the part of me that just felt that she had to be right because again, I associated being right with being safe, with being significant, with being important, with being a valuable person in the world and wrong with being a bad person. And so I swung constantly. I was swinging. I would go from feeling right and good and everything was amazing to being wrong. And then, oh God, like I can't be seen by anyone. Mm. And that constant, dance, that constant, just like chaos. I was like, oh, enough is enough. Like what's actually going on. And it was reflected to me by a coach. Like Anna, you, you operate in this prison of right and wrong. When you make yourself wrong, you make someone else right. And it was true. If I was wrong it would be because I'm comparing myself to someone who is doing really well in business or my partner or you know people in my environment I'd be like oh they know what they're doing they're they're good they're successful whereas I'm not like that and I made myself so wrong and so the again I decided I needed to create more space for being wrong because the moment that I would just See wrong it would just be a complete shutdown whereas now it's sort of like what if there was no wrong what if I couldn't get it wrong or or couldn't be wrong I could just make a decision or take a make an action and I would receive feedback what if instead of my partner when he would say something to me and he would you know let me know that hey I, I didn't appreciate when you did this or when you took on this behavior Instead of hearing that and being like, oh, I'm the bad, I'm wrong, I'm all this. I'm like, I'm just hearing it and I'm able to respond. Mm. And so that, that slight like two millimeter mm. creation of more space is what has allowed me to have more compassion and mm. self-love where it's like, I'm not just going to love on myself when I'm good. I'm not just going to appreciate myself and be grateful for me when I've got money in the bank. I'm going to love myself even when society tells me that I'm wrong, that I'm not as successful or that I'm having a shitty day. When I'm having a shitty day, I'm not going to make it wrong. I'm going to be like, you know what? It is what it is. And I can just be with that rather than labeling and scrutinizing all of it because what do you notice when you're in that state of feeling down then you come with more judgment and then the shame and it becomes worse and then you have to go around that merry-go-round again and again and again and again and I was like no enough is enough and so that's what actually liberated me and so now I catch myself seeing others seeing me labeling right and wrong and I'm like oh Thank you to that part of me, that judging part, because again, that judging part, all she wants for me is to survive. All she thinks that will happen if she's not doing her role is that she won't receive love. And so it's about me deconditioning that part and creating safety in my body that even if I'm wrong, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm, I'm not feeling energetically good, I'm okay. Even if everyone hates me and, and like I lose everything in my business, I will still be okay. Cause I have me and there is nothing wrong with me. And that was a really important journey. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that, babe. Like I just, I want to honor you so much for, for sharing that. And I feel like that is a huge piece and to share vulnerably, you know, and I will just touch on this, like, you know, we had a, a personal conversation like half an hour before we started the podcast <laughs> similarly we were talking about (laughs) you know similar um emotions and there was a moment where I started crying Mm. and just releasing it and the piece that I want to share is you know we jumped off the call and I think we not we didn't even have 15 minutes and we were like cool we'll jump on the podcast in 15 minutes and we were like we were all good to go and I think that's the power of this work it's like we didn't make it, you don't, you don't make it wrong, right? Like we didn't make it wrong. We like, you know, when I was crying for a moment, like I allowed myself to release it and I was like, cool. What I need right now is I just need to take a moment. I just need to, you know, take some time to just sit and just be for a moment. That's what I'm feeling. And I knew that I would be good to, you know, continue on. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I want to reflect back to you now that's listening. It's like, when something happens that takes you out of the energetics of like, feeling good and you do get sad or you do get disappointed or you do get anger it's like how much can you talk to that part of yourself and be kind and loving to that part of yourself and like allow yourself to feel it uh, rather than shaming it and making it wrong and being disappointed and going into that you know downward spiral it's like how quick can you, you know, we don't have to do it quickly, but like, yeah, like how how much are you able to sit with it, speak to that part of yourself um, and alchemize it and then that allows you to continue on. And I think this is a piece mm. of the journey. It's like we are going to continue doing this for the rest of our life, you know, and, and I mean you like and, and anyone that wants to be on this journey, this is and this is the thing with personal development. It's like things, there are things that definitely shift vibrationally and energetically and with beliefs, but it's like, then you get to a next level and you have a whole new set of challenges and problems and things that you need to shift and evolve. And it's like, once you learn these skill sets, it's like, it just gets quicker and quicker and you get better and better and better and you're able to hold and handle a lot more. So I guess that would be like my invitation for you is for for you listening is reflecting on yourself around, like how much do you beat up on yourself and wrong yourself when you're in a low frequency or low vibration and when you're not, miss perfectional when you're not miss high achiever when things aren't going well in your business like what do you actually say to yourself because that is a reflection of you know your current level of personal power and that's also a reflection of of how much you're really
1: loving on yourself Mm, Mm -hmm. thank you and like yeah i just want to honor you steph for (sighs) so many things the the privilege that I have of witnessing you like on an intimate level is immense knowing how much you have continually shown up for you for your clients for the people in your world I admire that so immensely and I know your heart is pure gold like you align yourself with things that you know are just going to help other people continuously and Mm -hmm. sometimes at the sacrifice of you I'm not gonna lie but it's because you just have this immense dedication and it's such a rare thing to see. And just the purity, like, that's what I just want to reflect is how pure your heart is and your soul. And you're such a beautiful human being and ridiculously powerful, like so, so powerful. I've tapped into and felt you in your like essence. And I'm like, whoa, it's almost like I get thrown to the the (laughs) other side of the room and I'm like, oh my God, I can barely contain it. And you are just a shining light in the world with all that you are and all that you do. And I just hope you never forget just how much your, your mere presence leaves an impact on people. And you just, the, I've got chills, like you walk into a room and it, it just tangibly changes because you're there. So thank you for all that you do in this world and all that you are.
0: I receive that with an open heart, my love. Oh my goodness, I love you so much. You were so beautiful. And I am so, you know, honoured and grateful to have you, you know, be with me here today and to be on this extraordinary journey that we are on. Who would have ever thought, you know, like six years ago that we would be here right now (laughs) having this conversation and the women that you are impacting, the goddesses that are around you that you are calling in from your magnetism, like you have inspired me so much to continue to, to step into that next level of myself. And I love, yes, that we have, we're have we in a coaching container and mentorship, you know, for the moment. It's like, but I love the fact that we also as, as a, an intimate friendship that we call each other higher in levels, you know, and like we both take ownership and responsibility for our parts uh, and again, that's the next level of growth with like friendships. And it's amazing to be able to have those people in in your world that you can go that deep with. Uh, and that, you know, we are constantly wanting the best for each other and we are constantly supporting each other and we are constantly calling each other higher. And I can only imagine in the next... You know, we're going to reflect back on this podcast in like five or 10 or 20 years. And we were like, do you
1: remember when we were so young and we thought we knew it all? Oh my God, totally, totally. And we'll have a good laugh at ourselves, and we'll be like, oh, bless. They didn't know. Bless you know they tried their hardest <laughs> and that I'm okay. Like, honestly, like who I was yesterday is very different. You know, it's, I'm continually evolving and I know that yeah, it's just going to be a hilarious on the journey, but also, yeah, I feel like we should both be so proud of how much we are showing up and, and doing our best. And our best is sometimes we don't, we, we just want to cry. We want to be in a corner, but we still show up. And I think that's really something that we should acknowledge and appreciate about ourselves. So, and I love doing this journey with you. It's such an honor
0: thank you too. i love you so much my love Ooh. all right well fam well as i always say please spread lots of love lots of kindness and i'll speak to you soon i love you thank you so much for listening and for being a part of my extended family and if you would like to learn more about the soul circle and soul power experience there are links below in the description box for you to fill out and as i always say from my heart to your heart i love you
1: you